Hello and thank you for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Before we start the show tonight, we wanted to give everybody a word of warning that each episode produced by Movie Guys Podcast is for a mature audience. You have been warned. Also, all of our reviews are spoiler filled. So if you have not seen the film that we're going to talk about tonight, turn off the show and come back when you're ready to listen. Thank you so much for downloading, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight we're talking about Pika Pika, right? Detective Pikachu, based on the very popular video game. I am Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with Eric and Ed. Eric, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm catching them all, trying to be the Pokemon, best I can be, the very best. Uh, going into this with my detective hat on. Ed, how are there you? There you go. Um... Well, you stole the one I was going to use. Yeah, so well, I, they were all a little simple, so I thought I'd just yeah, get them all up right there. You did. You sure yeah. did. Thanks for that. You ruined me. Appreciate Is this the first time? Is this the first time that Ed did not end with a stupid? I think it's the first time that I actually had one. That oh, yeah. yeah he, had such a, he had such a good one that it it stunned me. It, it ooh, stunned you. Huh? And it was well, very effective? <laughs> There's nice. no PP left for this move. That's what my girlfriend nice. says. Nice. Perfect. I'm stunned from seeing this movie. We're talking about Detective Pikachu tonight here, everybody. Uh, a movie that I was really kind of excited to see when they uh, when they announced it. I was not excited at all. But when they said that Ryan Reynolds was going to play the voice of Pikachu, I'm like, oh, Deadpool's playing Pikachu. All right, this will be fun. Yeah. That came with um, a lot of the mixed reviews. Is People were unsure about, one, a, po- a live-action Pokemon movie. And then two having Ryan Reynolds um, play the character. So um, I really hope I'm not going to show my hand. Uh, but to go off what you just said, Eric, yes. How in the Sam hell are they going to pull off a live action Pokemon movie? And with a lot of things that we're going to discuss tonight, that was done very well, very very well. Yeah. I, I that. Think so. That live action, I was impressed with Mr. Mime. I was impressed with Cubone in the beginning. Because when you see Cubone in the beginning, it's like, oh, is this going to be good or not? You have a challenge when it comes to to making a movie like this because you already have a very established world universe and multiple generations here, too. So mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot of Pokemon that you can pick. You could go uh, through one generation, and they actually went and, and covered – uh, pretty much all the generations here, just a little by little. But that's a hard choice because you got to pick certain ones that that uh, stand out. Yeah. So it's well, hard, it's I was excited. I know Eric is a Pokemon master, so he was excited. Ed, you're not a Pokemon fan. You sat out last week's episode when we talked about the whole history of Pokemon. What was your expectations going to this one, man? Um, honestly, I mean, to say I'm not a a Pokemon fan. I mean, that's accurate, but I played the Game Boy games, so I knew the first generation as a kid. Sure. Um, you know, but I mean, I I had almost no expectations. None. No. That's mean, the best. And yeah, and you know, and I'll, and I'll get into some things a little bit later, but like, I, I went in saying 
All right, we're going to watch a kid's movie. Let's let's just see how close they come to the line with Ryan Reynolds making a few jokes, and, it, and, and it's a kid's movie. There you go. It's a kid, it, you know, yeah, first and foremost, it is a kid's movie. The 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 trailers never interest you going, oh, that seems pretty cool, or another reaction of, oh, I do not want to see this. I mean, the trailers got no reaction out of you. No, I mean, the, the, the trailers intrigued me to the point to where I didn't say I'm not doing this movie. It, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see it either. Yeah, yeah, no. My wife is a big Pokemon Go fan. Um, I even went as far as I believe it was our anniversary one year, our wedding anniversary. I went to GameStop, which I never do because I'm not a gamer, and I bought her like, like a four XL Pokemon trainer shirt so she can wear as a night shirt. So like, so like, my wife's like really excited to see this movie. Um, I think she felt the same way I did. After the end of that one. But this movie's different, though. And remember, before we get into it here, everybody, like we always do, we spoil the living hell out of it. So if you have not seen the movie and you don't want to hear about what we have to say, just go ahead and turn off the show now or stop watching this live on YouTube and come back to the show after you see the movie. But we're going to spoil it. Now, a lot of things happen in this movie that is clearly point A to point B to point C. Clearly, right? But there's one thing that I really do find interesting is that the... Uh, well, he's essentially the bad guy, but at this point, the creator, the Steve Jobs, if you will, uh, wants to create a city where human and Pokemon can live together to work together and just be in a city together. So here's my question. Would have that been a better movie than a Detective Pika? Because that idea is really, really freaking interesting. Well, you gotta have, you gotta have conflict. In, in a story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you can have, you can have, uh, humans, not some, you can have some bad humans that are resisting, uh, to be a part of this Pokemon. You can have the same thing on Pokemon, or you can have, hey, this, this was a human city before, and this guy is forcing Pokemon down her throat. You can have that kind of a revolution conflict. You could have a, a, a lot of different ways to, to go about this. Uh, first off, before we get into the, to the story of it, I want to make note that INDP is, is accrediting that this has a lot of writers on this. Now, some are mm-hmm. obviously the uh, characters based on and characters story created by and stuff like that too. But aside from that, I think seven writers on this are attributed, are attributed to screenplay and story for the movie alone. Seven. Just want to go ahead and put that out there because we're about to get to throw out Many different storylines. The three of us are going to come up with a few different storylines, I think, right now, too. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't mean to be rude, Jordan. Either no. Blow, blow, oh, you, blow your right. nose. Or, I don't know if it's... If it's <laughs> choose yeah. to the sniffle here, too. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but the other... Yeah. So, the other part is, that, again, I, it's a kid's movie. And so, you kind of have to make the story uh, somewhat kids-friendly. Also, it's Detective Pikachu. So, you got to have uh, a Sherlock Holmes-esque Pikachu... Uh, otherwise, you're gonna call the movie something else, you know. Uh, unless the that Pikachu, for some reason, in this world is like that's just his daytime job. But no, you could have definitely gone like uh, where Team Rocket or some organization is kidnapping po- Pokemon and, and doing underground battles uh, uh, in a time of of peace during in this city or whatever it was too. So I mean, that that could be one uh, story. Or and then Detective Pikachu has to find out, you know, who who's doing all this. He, He's on the case. Eric, you're right. Actually, I was thinking about that in this movie. Ed, I don't know if you were thinking about it because of the TV show back for your kids and whatnot in the game, but 
I was wondering if we were going to get a Team Rocket reference in this, and we did it. And the movie fucked up because the best part in the movie where they could have had a Team Rocket reference was in that underground battle with Charizard. Yeah, that could have been held by Jesse James Team Rocket. That could have. I I need to look this up, but I think someone in um one of the forums had said that they they heard that somebody was blasting off again in that movie. Uh, like at least that quote was was used. So I I don't know if there's any truth to to that, but I you know. Have to well, I mean, you had enough of a callback to the TV show where Poke or Pikachu was singing it as he was, you know, at the end of the movie, he was singing it as he was walking alone and crying. That was amazing. They played a lot of the, of, of the theme music too, from, mm-hmm. from games and show too. So a yeah. lot of, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So a lot, I heard a lot of those too. So very, um, uh, from games and show. Yeah. Now, now, Ed, what did you think of the idea of having a Steve Jobs type have Pokemon and humans work together, live together in a major city? Do you like that concept? Do you like that idea? Is Bill Nye here I think me? that this was, as an outsider to Pokemon, watching a kid's movie, it's really the only way you can do it for people like myself who would have taken their kids or nieces or nephews to go see it and not be like, oh, God. I mean, it's the only way they could have done it. I mean, you guys know more about Pokemon than I ever could, so you have all these storylines that you could say, yeah, we could have done this, yeah, we could have done this. And, yes, I recognize Team Rocket, but isn't there a whole new generation of things that just that doesn't exist in? I mean, I could be wrong. A lot of legendary, a lot of science, a lot of tournaments. Yeah, a lot of happens. Yeah, Yeah, so there's a lot of things that happen that, like, Team Rocket doesn't exist. That doesn't mean they don't exist in the outside of this city, but the film focuses entirely on this city, and Pokemon and humans live harmoniously and have for as long as this built this this city's been built. So Team Rocket would have long been banned um, from from there. So to not have them in there make only makes sense. Okay, it's a, it's a big Fair world. Enough. So maybe it's just you know has, hasn't been uh, sure their time there. But but again, yeah. I, to keep on harping on it, it's a kid's movie, and so you everything has to be simple, and including mm-hmm. character introduction. So when you introduce a character, a child can understand easily by the tones or attitude of, of a character or a movie, that's a bad guy, that's a good guy, that's a funny guy, that's a mean guy. You know, I mean, just kind of certain mm-hmm. roles that, that a, a child can easily identify with, and that's that's what these the characters were, because we are led to believe that uh, Howard Clifford's uh, son, Roger Clifford, played by Chris Gere, looks like, uh, uh, they, the son is supposed to be this, this dickhead who's who's trying to uh, take advantage of, of an ailing father, or aging father, rather, and just... Uh, yeah, and he just right. He's trying to take over the company. He's not sharing his father's vision. Like that's that's the conflict, right? Or one yeah, of them. right. Yeah, and then the other part of the story though is we are introduced to Tim, I believe. He is our Ash in the movie. He's twenty-one years old. He lives in another town, and his dad eh, didn't abandon them, but he chose career over his family. And his dad lives in the city, Rhyme City, I believe. And his dad is a detective, and his dad has been murdered. And he goes to the police station in the city, talks to the chief, sees a video of Mewtwo exploding the car. He's going back to his dad's apartment to pick up belongings and all that stuff. But along the way, he gets introduced to a Pikachu. And it's a talking Pikachu that is addicted to Starbucks. Just like the people of Game of Thrones. There you go. Hey-oh! We're... 
uh, uh, led to believe though that because uh, the main character Tim um, does not have an assigned Pokemon, and apparently in this world everyone just you have a soulmate, you have a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You're, you you yeah. know yeah when that you know obviously it's not picked for you, but it's just you you meet each other and it's a match type of thing, and then it's it's funny because all these other characters in this movie. Uh, I mean, it, it, that's a part of them. Like, uh, um, uh, the, the cop, uh, partner or, or colleague, I guess, that, uh, the missing father has, he has a, uh, what's that, the dog's name? Snuffles or? He's one of the newer Pokemons. Snuffles? Oh yeah, the dog. I, d- I don't know the dog, but oh, I yeah, love I think, the, I think it's a Snuffles. I love the chick with, uh, Psyduck. He was fun. I loved, I, I, I never thought in a million oh, years that, that that Psyduck would be so much fun, and Psyduck was probably one of the most funnest things in this movie. Good character in this one. Jigglypuff made an appearance too. Sing Jigglypuff, which is kind of funny because if you know anything about Jigglypuff, his whole power is he sings her. to make you her makes you fall asleep every time that she sings. So it's kind of like it's it's I found <laughs> funny. So I want to talk about a character that I really loved in this movie a lot. Uh, that I would watch for hours, and I don't know why, but I loved the Mr. Mime section of this movie. That Mr. Mime was absolutely hilarious to me. His his movements and everything was just, I don't know why I found it hilarious, but I was slapping my knee loving the Mr. Mime stuff. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, well, it was so much fun. You're watching this movie more for the interactions rather than the story, right? Because I mean, the yeah. story was—you could—I mean, a lot of people could have kind of called uh, the story from from the start, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and the thing about this movie—I mean, if we're going to get into the structure of it, like, and, and as, as as people who watch movies, I mean. The first plot point happens really quickly, and it's the typical plot point: is oh, I gotta go find out. I believe you. I gotta go find out how my, you know, what happens to my dad. And the second one happens way late, like ten minutes before the end of the movie, when Pikachu comes back, right, to, to save everybody. Um, and in between, you know, you, you, you get a you get a lot of story build, and then it just is a straight drop down to to the end of the movie. Um, but you know, it's it, it's very point A to point B like a great kids movie should be. Um, you know, and like you said, you get a, you've said this a couple times, Eric, it's, it's here's this, and then we're here, and then we're here, and then we're here, and here's the good guy, here's the bad guy, here's the deception, here's the good guy again, here's the true bad guy, boom, everybody saves the day. Yeah, and, and it's not bad for this movie, because again, the movie is, people want to see the Pokemon, they don't want to give right. a shit about these, these new human characters. <laughs> <laughs> They don't give a shoot about these. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have Jordan, to go back you... in and uh, we're gonna have to go back in and bleep this one out. Yeah, Joe, we edit this video. Go ahead and go ahead and, and put the fuzz on on those yeah. words, huh? For now, on throughout the rest of the episode, says Ed is policing us. I have decided to channel my inner Flanders, and I'm a dad, so I can channel my Flanders, and I will be doing I'll be doing those throughout the day. And my wife has made many comments. If I'm just mustache, I'm totally Flanders. Yep. So, you know, so uh, so uh, gosh, Charlie Arn, let's get going, fellers. Okay. So, good luck. Um, now, the Mister Mime stuff I said I loved. Really like the Charizard fight with Pikachu. So, Tim discovers that this Pikachu can talk. He thinks, as long as we, the audience, thinks that when he got his face filled with this purple smoke, 
that that somehow got him to talk to Pikachu or he can understand whatever. So they go on an investigation together that leads him to an underground illegal Pokemon battle. Because correct me if I'm wrong, in this city, Pokemon are not supposed to battle, illegal. right? Yeah, correct. It's illegal. Okay. So there's an underground battle, and I was nervous about what Charizard was going to be because he's huge. And my Charizard is always the Charizard in, you know, the Pokemon TV show. So I was curious. And yeah. gosh, diddly aren't it? I enjoyed the Charizard. Yeah, he's, I, I thought, I thought, I thought the uh, Charizard fight was God diddly arn, dupe dip, yay! All right, well, calm down there. But we got, uh, yeah, in that fight scene, we got a bunch of other. We got a, we got to see a Blastoise. We got to see a Gengar. Um, Blastoise is my favorite Pokemon, so I was excited. My wife is like, "Hey, it's a Blastoise," and I was like, "Yay!" Yeah, we got to see a lot of. Uh, Cool Pokemon in that in that scene, so that was good. I, I wish I knew more of the of the newer ones. Uh, I'd be able to call them out, but I mean, I'm you know I kind of phased out after Gen two ish, kind of around there. Does so. anybody know who the uh, who the purple monkeys were with the third hand for the tail? Anybody know the name? I don't know who those are. Yeah, um, oh, what are those? A. They were those were some scary things. So so they're at this battle, Ed. Again, I mean, we've already established, you know, how you feel about this, and this is definitely a kid's movie. And I want you to, you know, get a chance to chime in here on it. What did you think of the effects of the of the um, uh, Pikachu and Charizard fight? Do you thought it was entertaining? Do you thought the CG was good? I mean, what did you think about the yeah, fight? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was – I thought the CG throughout the entire movie was absolutely flawless. Um, they, You know, they did a very good job with that. It's very hard to act with – Basically, with essentially puppets, um, and that scene in where they having the Pokemon Pokemon battle, the underground Pokemon battle between Pikachu and Charizard, I found it to be really well done. Um, you know, Pikachu, we find out that he has electile dysfunction, um, and he can't he can't use his powers, and which you know. Does later on you you hear why? And Charizard just sort of you know eats his lunch for a little bit. And he's real scared, and then true kids movie fashion, David beats Goliath with a little help from his friend. Isn't that amazing that a little mouse defeated a dinosaur? I mean, that's just amazing. Don't be a bully. Just don't be a bully. A is always a monkey name. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, what was in the monkeys? A A Poms. Apom. Apom. Okay. Apom. Continue. Sorry. I, I mean, Pikachu beats Charizard a, a few times in the show too. I don't know. Yeah, but that's just it doesn't. Anyway. No, no. I, I, I get you. Charizard ten times, nine times out of ten should, should be winning that. But uh, you know, we're you know, it's a movie. So. It's a movie. So anyway, so they go back to the evil corporation. We're going to call them Apple. And uh, the guy's like, "Hey, Clifford. Okay, he's in wheelchair. Old guy." If an R, you... by the way, on the vials. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah, an R in the vials. So that could be Team Rocket. Alluding to yep. something, maybe. Right. right. The, Hydra, had... the Hydra of Pokemon World. Mm. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. That'd be great if they, like, like whispered, like, hail Team Rocket. That'd be kind of <laughs> So, uh, but he has a hologram, and he's showing Tim the truth of his father that Mewtwo and all this stuff. And it's great. Mewtwo looks great in this movie. And he's telling him he has to go to this secret volcano lair. 
to figure out what's going on with these Team Rocket purple vials and Mewtwo and his dad. So him, his new girl, Pikachu and Psyduck make a make an awesome trip to the um, to this volcano lair. And Psyduck and Pikachu had a nice little rambling in the background, right, Ed? Yeah, you know, that was absolutely my favorite part of the movie. Um, I actually laughed out loud as a grown-up. I laughed out loud at the interaction between Psyduck and Pikachu um, because, you know, I forget exactly how it started, but Pikachu, you know, sort of says to, to what is this, Tim? Tim is, is the guy? Yep. He says to him, he goes, well, you're not back here struck, uh, you're not back here tied to a car seat with a nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and he has to give him, a, he has to give Psyduck a foot rub. Um, I, I found myself laughing out loud at that. Um, and, and I'm, I was very proud that. And, um, you know, there was one other adult joke earlier that is then later called back to, um, you know, when you're, uh, you know, when you feel it in your jellies. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, those are the two adult things that I found in this movie that I was that I that I enjoyed. But the rest of it again, I mean, was a great kids interaction, you know. So, uh yeah, I, I thoroughly loved that scene. So, so Eric, with you being the Pokémon master here, what exactly is Psyduck's power? What does Pikachu mean when he he's, says he's sitting next to a bomb? Psyduck is is a psychic Pokémon. Uh and he evolves into Golduck. Which is another, uh, and then again, I think, I think there was another iteration where it involves even further than that as generations went down. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, it, it's difficult because he always has a headache, uh, as shown in the movie, but he can do a lot of damage. Uh, side wave and confusion, I think is a, a big thing, but you no, know, he, he can do some big damage. It's just, you know what I mean? It, you don't know when you're gonna get it. Like it's, it's so when he has a migraine, it's like it's like an atomic bomb goes off because we see that later in a way, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, and they did that in the, in the a lot of times in the show too. Uh, dude's always got a headache, and when you freak him out enough, he just he just pops. He and he just pops. Can't he can't control it? I think it's uh, it says so on like somewhere on the card because uh, all of them have a little little parts of like what Pokemon are that like because of all his his psychic energy is that what it is like he can't control it and so that's why he has a headache or some shit like that uh, or it could be even more of a dumb reason why he has a headache I, I, it's been a while so like, I'm not too much of a Pokemon master anymore I guess as it's shown but that's that's what it that's what he does and I thought it was it was a pretty cool spot to see him blow up like that it was uh, he was a great pick I see. I agree with you, but at the time when I saw this movie in the beginning, I was like, again, 1998, Jordan's like, I don't want a side duck. Give me a Blastoid, a Venusaur, a Jawzard. Give me, give me Hitmolee. Give me those, you know, like a side duck. You need, it's hard to put in a Pokemon for, for the comic relief, you know? It's right. Either, you could do him, uh, what does Team Rocket do? A Wobbuffet? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, these, these kind of silly, Pokemon, you know, that, that you're going to need, you know, and it's, uh, like, Cubone was cute, like, that was a little, that was one uh, cute little thing to, to have him in there, too. Right, and, uh, it was cute, I, I mean, like, throughout the rest of the movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it, I just couldn't believe it. I think that's maybe the kids thing, too, is that, like, you put a cute 
Pokemon in there so that you know that, hey, this is the cute, and then the, the mean-looking ones, the bad ones, they're used in the fights. They're used in the underground mm-hmm. fights, or they're used as the Mewtwo, or they're used uh, uh, as, like, like, the Grey Ninjas when they were going into the facility, uh, uh, and they were the, the, the big guys. They were throwing the stars and stuff like that. So, like, those... Those bigger uh, fighting style Pokemon are the ones that are, are seen to more for those scenes, and then obviously for all the comedic relief and, and tension breaking, you use the cutesy ones, the Jigglypuffs and the Bulbasaurs and like that. Now, an, uh, one thing that I got a gripe about here is my wife actually pointed it out to me when we were watching this movie, and I'm bringing her up a lot because I saw this with her and she was excited to see it. A lot of Pokemon did not say their names a lot Psyduck did and but I mean like there was a lot of Pokemon in the movie that didn't go char like Charmander like you'd always say that name and stuff like they 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 made grunts and noises but they never really said their names because all they could say in the cartoon so I was I was interested in why they chose that route but it was interesting it was interesting they chose that route it it might get a little old very quick if Every Pokemon had a had a second screen time to say their name. Yeah, that's, right. that, that, that was going to be my exact point. Is like you can you can only say that so much without being annoying to the people that are actually paying the bill for this movie. Yep, valid. Yeah, good point. No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just I was just shocked. Yep. You know, I was shocked. So we find out uh, that Mewtwo was created in the lab. And another hologram, we still don't know who his dad is. Every time he sees his dad, his dad's always in the background somewhere or walking around. At this point, we're not going to spoil it for the audience, but we three know at this Mewtwo reveal who his dad is, I'm assuming, right? You guys already know. Yeah, it was, I, I, at least I thought, hold on, I'm looking up a list of every Pokemon in this movie. Oh, jeez. I, I actually have a list. I forgot there's a Lickitung in here, too. So how many are there now? There were when I was playing the games, I think there were 152 including 51. Mew and Mewtwo, 151 yep. including Mew and Mewtwo, which the biggest surprise to me was that <clears throat> excuse me, outside of Mewtwo not being bad, that Mew wasn't the one who showed up and and got him, but apparently now he's an ancient pokemon, he doesn't actually Exist in, in in this world now? Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm supposed to be hearing? Mew. I'm supposed to understand? Yeah. Mew's always been that. Like he's he's been like the the the, he's the fabled. The, most rare. He's the one. Yeah, he was like the fabled the 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 missing link legendary uh, but, one. But they had a fossil of Mew, and they turned in, into Mewtwo in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I I think I uh, I remember having the the card. Because they did the, because, uh, in the first, they, they have, like, fossil Pokemon. Kabutops. Yep. Okay. They do have fossil Pokemon, yep. So, like, they, they are old, you know, and I, th- I think Mew is just one of them, because I'm pretty sure I, I saw, I, I had, like, an, was it, uh, what the hell are those things called? The, the, the utility card, or, like, the science card, or something like that. I'm sure what the hell it was. Not energy, not the Pokemon card, but, like, oh, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I had like a, a card yeah. that was like Artifact Mew or something like that, and it was like in this turn you could play. yeah. So it's you know Mew's Mew's old Mew's been around. So basically, with the Mew thing, Ed, uh, from a casual fan's point of view, going into what I know of the lore to kind of help you out a little bit, there's a lot of stuff I'm going to skip over, so I'll make this very quick for you. 
Mew was always considered like the greatest Pokemon ever. He was he was he was the top dog. He was the Tom Brady of Pokemon, if you will. Right? He was just that. Well, after after you know evolution happens and stuff, Mew eventually disappears. That type of Pokemon disappears. They find a fossil, so now they're trying to clone Mew to make a better version of what's already good. And that's where Mew 2 comes into play. There's more to it, but that's the basic reason why you don't see Mew in this movie, because they don't exist. Understood. That's pretty much what it is. So, Psyduck has this awesome blast that we talked about. We really enjoyed that blast, and we go back to the city... And we think the dad, uh, the dad, we think, uh, we think, uh, Collins, the old guy in the chair is a good guy, but he's really not. He's actually the villain. He's controlling you with his brain waves, kind of like movies that we've seen a thousand times before. Kind of remind me of Jim Carrey's Riddler and Batman Forever with the, with the head thing. And his goal is to turn every person into their Pokemon. So their bodies will be gone. And their and their minds will be transformed into their Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. That's the goal. That is the goal. Yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. What was the gosh diddly arm reason? Uh, wasn't uh, his whole thing when he was taking over the Mew that uh, it is it is the way to achieve perfection. It's the next step in our, in our evolution or, or something among, among like uh, why that is, or like, that's why we have the Pokemon or I don't know. That's what, isn't that what he was doing? Like it was some sort of like, uh, uh he said a de- lot of de- stuff. De- I just he, didn't he did. know. He, there was a big soapbox moment there. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't get it. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's what it was, but again, you know, kids movie. I, I, we're, we're, I'm writing off the story to be very simple, just be, just for that too. I think, again, because nobody really cared what the story was gonna be, you came to see one thing. And that's, that's just what it is. So the story was, you know, eye rolly, I guess at best, and type of thing. It's cute, you know, in parts and everything, you know, anything like that. But yeah, for the, uh, for this person to be motivated for such peace, you know what I mean? Like he did, you know, he, he lived long enough to become the villain. Like he, he made this awesome city. Everyone's living happy and, and doing this thing. The champs are guiding traffic. Snorlax sleeping in the street. You know, like it, it, things are happening and he's just like, you know what? No, not enough in order to, to achieve the next step of everything. We just gotta, it's just like, it, it didn't really make sense. But again, you need to have a bad guy and that's what you got. You gotta, that's your, that's your Giovanni right there. So now, one more question I have for you, Eric, about Pokemon lore, and I don't mean to bore Ed with this one, but the Ditto, the pink sludge slime Pokemon, I don't ever remember that a Ditto can turn into a human form. Is that something made up for the movie, or is that something that's actually legit in the world of Pokemon? I thought it it could just do... I thought its move was to attempt to copy a move, not turn into... To something, but so in that's the show, that's well, up. in the show they started doing it. In the, in the game, it's that he could copy a move. Um, I'm quite sure, but in the show they did start to do oh replicate uh, Pokemon images, and I don't think they were able to do. Oh, maybe they did in one of those shows, actually. And again, everything I, he, I'm pretty sure Ditto since then, if I'm not mistaken, turned into anything that it 
or attempts to see. I don't know. Is that what it was? It's again, it's oh. been a while. But I know originally it was just he was supposed to just copy uh, Ditto a move. But the me- legend is, is that he was. Was that what you were getting into about where his origin was coming from? Yeah, he was. He was because the origin, because the fan theory, Ed, of that pink slime Pokemon at the end that was that henchwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why that Pokemon exists, according to fan theories, is because that was failed experiments to clone you. That's why that Pokemon exists. Oh, okay. yeah, that's, that's, on, that's on it. It's, it's like, oh, okay, that's awesome. I'm going to go out and buy. I'm downloading Pokemon Go now, Ed's saying. <laughs> yeah. he is, he's ready to go. We're going to make the trip to Pennsylvania tonight for the show, and we're going to hunt Pokemon. Um, no. <laughs> we're, we're not doing this? We're not? Okay. No. Let's, look, uh, look, I just want to – here's what I want to say. All right, I'm going to give my popcorn rating in here when I do this, okay? So um, – this movie is, as an adult, that only sort of has a little bit of knowledge of Pokemon. That's, I was not excited. It didn't matter anything to me, this movie, at all whatsoever. Its existence meant nothing to my existence, okay? But as I'm watching it, the hour and a half that I'm watching it, I'm literally thinking, like, this actually isn't that bad of a, of a kid's movie. I mean, I've seen, Kids movies that have attempted adult humor that didn't work. I've seen kids movies that are just straight kids movies that like subliminally are adult themed and, and they're just awful. This is a kids movie that is just straight a kids movie. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. And it flows very well for a kids movie. I have no, the only filmmaking gripes that I have are as a film critic watching a film that have nothing to do with kids movies. It's, you know, I just you just turned it off. Fair so enough. I'm I'm giving this movie, um, in all fairness, I'm giving this movie a medium bag. All right, fine. Well, medium bag from Ed. That's not too bad. Uh, we do find out that the end twist is that Mewtwo was actually saving uh, the dad, and he transferred his mind into Pikachu. So that's why the voice is the same. That's kind of like the little twist at the end. And then Ryan Reynolds shows up. And he's like, hey, son. And then my wife and I were like, but he's 21. Is Ryan Reynolds old enough to be the dad? So anyway, it doesn't matter. So, Eric, what will be your popcorn rating then for Detective Pikachu? Uh, yeah, aside from the weird interracial relationship that spawned like a black and knees kid, like Ryan Reynolds is very white, and it looked like the the wife was like, nothing wrong with that. But again, the kid looked Asian, like he looked Blasian, you know, or whatever you want to uh, call him. I, I just... It just seemed, uh, and also it looked nothing like Ryan Reynolds either. Like, but again, I it, it, that's casting it doesn't even is neither here nor there. It doesn't fucking matter in in this world or something like that. Listen, this was uh, a movie that um, knew its audience, and because of that, it it didn't skip any beat. Every part of it was entertaining. It knew how to pace itself. It knew that the conflict and the and the new characters didn't need a whole lot of light or didn't need, need a whole lot of substance. One sentence here, another sentence here, and there you, you have motivation, and there you have a little bit of, of origin in that well, in that in those sentences as well. Simple, no problem. And that's great because, again, everyone's going to see the interaction between the Pokemon, and it was great. You get one here, a little bit of the story, 
and then move on to some cutesy stuff with the Pokemon, and then you get a little bit of story, and then you move on again with more Pokemon, maybe a conflict this time, maybe a fight, and then more story, and that just, it worked very well. Just boom, 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 boom. It didn't insult the audience. I thought a lot of the jokes were actually pretty clever for children. Um, they weren't too uh, simple, like a Lego movie. Like, a lot of that those humors, I, I, I think, for kids is just dominating America. This was witty humor because you had situations, you know, where you had to, to read uh, the the room and the language. They lit a Mr. Mime on fire, you know? Like, they, you, I think that you had to be sharp to, to kind of pick that up, at least as a kid. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie. I think that, again, it didn't go out of its element. I would actually give this a large bag. Um, I didn't think it was a great movie. I'd give me a large bag just because they set up a very good world in this movie. And I am anxious to see more of of this. The the CGI that and they look great. The way that the Pokemon interacted was was great. Um again, story conflict and everything else is simple. It it doesn't need it didn't need to be anything more though. So I'm I'm giving this a large bag just because it it just it just followed the rules, man. Like it just and it, it worked. That's that's plain and simple. I had a good time with this. I again I, is it the greatest? No. Is it whatever the hell? No. But it was fun, and I would definitely buy another ticket to go see um, something in you know in that same area. This movie for me is going to fall in the next twenty years as a great nostalgia trip for the younger generation, like it has fallen for our age now as a great nostalgia trip. Uh, you guys have said some great points tonight about how this is a kids' movie, blah 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 blah, and you guys are totally right on that. All three of us come in at a different way of looking at a movie. So I did have my movie guy's goggles on for this, and that made it a chore to watch. Sure. But I'm giving this one a medium bag because if I ever feel like in the mood for some good old-fashioned Pokemon, then this is what I'm going to go to. Screw the show. I mean, this is this is, this is is totally fun. It met my expectations for just a fun, stupid little Pokemon movie. So a medium bag for me. Large bag for Eric and a medium bag bag for Ed. We ev- uh, everybody, we want to say thank you so much for watching and also listening to us here for our most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. And Eric and Ed have something that they are going to be doing on Sunday. Uh, Ed, you always talk about it here. What's going on this Sunday night on YouTube, buddy? This Sunday night live on YouTube, of course, Eric and I, we will be hosting the series finale of Game of Thrones. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy going on with this series and some of the writing and whatnot. Um, so go back and check what Eric and I have said in our archives about the season leading up thus far. But again, this Sunday live, immediately following Game of Thrones. Um, the exact time we don't 100% know, but as soon as that's over, click on over to YouTube or click on, uh, we're going to put a reminder up uh, so you can subscribe too. So definitely, uh, definitely smash that like button on this video and hit the little subscribe bell uh, because that's something that you're not going to want to miss out on. Um, And, you know, it's, we're going to talk probably pretty extensively about the series after the the episode is over too. So definitely give us a check out. And, Call It in the Ring is coming back live to everybody here at the first week of June. Uh, we are not going to announce the episode yet, but Ed and I took a little WrestleMania hangover 
uh, month off here to kind of calm down after that. But Calling of the Ring is coming back again for, I guess we will call it our season two for whatever. But sure. Anyway, so, but everybody, thank you so much for downloading this episode. And we will be back next week for another awesome review of John Wick 3 with possible a special guest host. So tune in next week, like always. Thank you so much. And make sure to download us on iTunes, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, MovieGuysPodcast.com, and MovieGuysPodbean.com. Check us on Facebook, on Twitter, and also on Instagram. Thank you so much, and have a good night.